Hello, all of you beautiful beings, and welcome to the show. I'm Lane Smith-Brown, and this is episode number 24 of the Unleash Your Life podcast. And today we're going to have a conversation about the miracle of being fully awake to the choices you do have in this lifetime, and using that choice to set your goals for the life you want to create. This is the Unleash Your Life podcast, where you're going to learn to rewild yourself. I'm your host, Lane Smith-Brown, and I'm a best-selling author and rewilding guide. And over the last 20 years, I've been guiding women back to their truest selves. You see, you were born wild with all the wisdom you will ever need to navigate your life in a beautiful and powerful way. Then, just like everyone else on the planet, you got tamed as you fell under the power and influence of others who were also tamed. All that taming you got as a kid has you convinced you are less powerful than you really are. I call all of that unconscious programming power leaks. And on this show, you're going to discover yours and then you're going to choose to plug them so you can get back to the wild, wise and powerful being that you are. So grab a coffee, glass of wine, or a favorite friend, or all three, and let's talk about what living your wild self can mean for you. Welcome back to the show. I'm glad you're here. I'm ready to dig in. How about you? A few years back, my good friend Alita had a life-changing experience while speaking to a group of businesswomen. Her desire was to drive home the fact that we each have a say in how we wish to spend our day. In preparation for the event, she came across the quote, when you complain, you become a living, breathing crap magnet. Not exactly poetry, but certainly poignant. In the middle of her presentation, Alita found herself asking the audience, what kind of magnet do you want to be, happy or crappy? She saw the women light up. It was a simple question that cut to the chase and by its very nature left the women more empowered than when they arrived. Alita went home and shared the question with her babysitter, who in turn shared it with her granddaughter. And in that moment, a four-year-old had a life skill some of us only acquire in our middle age. Now that was already cool. But this question's effect, it didn't end there. Over an indulgent apple pie lunch, Alita shared the story with me. I shared it with Callie, who shared it with her friend, who shared it with her 12-year-old daughter, who for months had been walking around under a dark cloud. That little question and the resulting two-hour conversation gave an angry young girl a powerful tool to begin to make choices instead of giving in to the mood. As I listened to the 12-year-old's mother tell the story of how this little question opened up a world of connection between her and her daughter, I was amazed once again at the value of making these lofty ideas like self-determination, personal accountability, and emotional intelligence accessible 
so accessible, a four-year-old, a 12-year-old, and a room full of businesswomen could understand the concept and experience profound transformational change. What kind of day are you going to have? Crappy or happy? What kind of relationships do you desire? What kind of work experience? What kind of self-image? What kind of life? All right, so that may have piqued your interest a bit, but now what? If it were so easy, don't you think everyone would just do this all the time? Oh, the irony of how our minds work, yeah? That it most often chooses the most difficult path. We were born from connection and possibilities, and we learned disconnection. Yep, it wasn't always so easy but we just stuck with it until the disconnection emotion just created some nice deep grooves in our subconscious mind and it got easier and easier. But this is a time where easy isn't good. What if you want to spend your time in happy, but you keep leaning into crappy? What are the questions we need to ask to shake us up and wake us up to what's really going on? Well, here's where I found some of my disconnecting emotions. Maybe you'll see yourself or someone you love here. If our childhood was steeped in guilt or shame, spoiler alert, in my experience, religion is most often the root of this. And if it wasn't your religion, it could have been the religion of your caregivers. So indulge me here and take a moment to think about your initial guidance on sex or sexuality on what it means to be feminine or masculine, what it means to be a good girl. What was your guidance, deliberate or subversive, on what you should want regarding relationships, family, and children? Or how about this? All the things you should value and hold dear more than your own autonomy, like family loyalty, cultural loyalty, parents' expectations, the needs of others. I could go on, but I'm sure you're already uh, thinking of something, aren't you? So many of the big topics were steeped in obligation, and along with that obligation came a level of disconnection from the truth inside of you. For women especially, there can be so much guilt and shame around our innate power and our innate desire. So much so that many are still afraid of it. So they lean themselves toward emotions that keep them disconnected from the percolating call to freedom. Unresolved guilt and shame can keep us in an emotion of self-punishment. So we unconsciously believe that we are not worthy of deep and lasting happiness. So we keep our happy at bay. Now, some of you are avoiding the smackdown jinx. You know that gnarly little minx who will send something awful into your life should you let your guard down and feel a deep sense of happiness and purpose. You know what I'm talking about, right? You have a moment of how could it get any better than this? And you immediately do an unconscious take back so that the smackdown jinx doesn't do something awful to take your happy away. Spoiler alert. 
There is no smackdown jinx. It's just self-fulfilling prophecy. When this happens, it's just you and your ego doing the familiar equals safe routine once again. Then there's those who avoid happy because of what being unhappy brings them, like attention or less responsibility. After all, you're depressed or sad or lonely, so why should they rely on you to contribute in any significant way? It's a way to get out of obligations and expectations. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm a strong proponent of not doing things because everyone else wants you to. But the work we're doing here is to do that from embracing your power, not from denying your power. Then some get addicted to their pain, don't they? Have you ever done that? I have. I think most of us at one time or another have. Truth is, every emotion we choose is because there is a benefit. Every one of them, good, bad, or ugly. And the benefit could simply be that it's familiar or it's comfortable in some perverse way. It's especially hard to hear these things if you think that others can make you feel things. And that's such a lie. We always choose how to respond to our environment and what people do or say around us. We respond to those things by our emotions or with our emotions. How often have you allowed someone to take your joy, your happy, away by a thoughtless word or deed? And then for some, it's just a thoughtless habit. We wake up cranky, not enough sleep, not a good enough sleep, or the awareness that the day will be filled with all kinds of obligation or duty that don't feel chosen, <laughs> but actually were by not choosing something better. So what's it going to be, happy or crappy? What's the next week, month, or year going to be like for you? The answer starts now. It's what we're doing here, right? We're embracing the choice to determine our lives and what we're going to do with them. Are you with me? So how do we set a course for Happiesville? It's not a fictional place, you know. It's less than a millisecond and a millimeter away at any given time. Ooh, be honest now, is that exciting? Or did it just piss you off a little and you're thinking to yourself, Lane, you have no idea what my life is really like. You're just blowing smoke and you're pissing me off. Well, first, I get that. It doesn't always feel like choice, does it? And that is until you scratch the surface a little bit. Here, let me show you. Close your eyes. If you're not driving, of course, or putting on makeup or taking something out of the oven. And think back to something, a moment or a conversation or a place that you found beautiful. Perhaps it was a kind word someone said or a kind deed someone did. Perhaps you were simply alone in peace and quiet. Perhaps you were dancing wildly on the dance floor or in your kitchen or in the woods. 
Maybe a young one did something so darling that you were nearly moved to tears or big laughter. Perhaps someone shared a story with you that touched you deeply. So do you have your beautiful moment in your mind? Now close your eyes and take it in. Breathe it in. Remember the details. Where are you? Who's with you? Are you inside or outside? Is it night or day? What's the season or the weather? Got it? Now, how do you feel? Right now, in this moment, how do you feel? Do you feel peaceful? Thankful? Happy? Connected? Just savor that for a moment. Okay, so not to spoil the mood, but now indulge me and think back to the last moment that knocked you off center. Something happened that made you feel angry or stupid or irrelevant or invisible or scared. Did someone try to take your power or dismiss your power? Did they ignore you or put you on the spot? What happened to bring on feelings of anger, depression, or fear? Anything? Did you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, or perhaps you went to bed a little pissed off? If so, why? Okay, do you have it? That moment of disconnection? Now what are you feeling? Okay, now go back to that first scene, that beautiful moment you were just in a couple of minutes ago. Are you back there? Now, close your eyes and take it in. Breathe it in. Remember the details again. Where are you? Is anyone with you? Are you inside or outside? Is it night or day? Are you aware of the weather or the season? And is it playing a part of the scene? Got it? Now how do you feel? Right now, how do you feel? Are you back to peaceful, thankful, happy? Are you playing with me here? Or did you just skip all of that? If you did, you missed an amazing opportunity to ignite your authentic power. It's all good. You know how to restart the show, right? I'll leave it with you to do what you need to do. Okay, so back to my point. You can see by this simple action that your thoughts can take you up or down. And those thoughts, felt often enough, just become a habit. And the consequence for not deliberately choosing more constructive emotions is that you're left in destructive ones. So instead of building your dreams, you're tearing them down. Instead of building your relationships, you're finding all the faults. Instead of building your future, you're stuck in the past, either held in regret or resentment, guilt, shame, or remorse. All of which has convinced you that you don't have a choice. This is just the way it is. But it's not. When you comprehend that everything you feel is a choice and you begin to choose different emotions, 
your life must change. This isn't hyper fluff or wishful thinking. This is cause and effect. Our emotions have an energy to them, and that energy is constantly in search of a matching energy. It's designed to keep you in that familiar feeling state. All of these distracting, distorting, disrupting, or destructive emotions are your power leaks. And you can't fill up and express your authentic power if you're allowing it to drain out of you by not paying attention here. So not to sound too redundant, but what's it going to be? Happy or crappy? There's a Zen story that has been written and rewritten a million times. I'm sure uh, you've, uh, well, you've maybe heard of it. Um, The sentiment holds no matter who's been telling the story. So for me, it has been a really, really helpful touchstone when I get bogged down in disconnecting emotions. Once upon a time, there was an old farmer who had worked his crops for many years. One day, his horse ran away. Upon hearing the news, his neighbors came to visit. Oh, such bad luck, they said sympathetically. Maybe, the farmer replied. The next morning, the horse returned, bringing with it three other wild horses. How wonderful, the neighbors explained. Maybe, replied the old man. The following day, his son tried to ride one of the untamed horses, was thrown, and broke his leg. The neighbors again came to offer their sympathy on his misfortune. Maybe, answered the farmer. The day after, military officials came to the village to draft young men into the army. Seeing that the son's leg was broken, they passed him by. The neighbors congratulated the farmer on how well things had turned out. Maybe, said the farmer. Nothing you experience is good or bad. It is only the judgment that makes it so. I'm not talking about pushing shit down. I'm simply talking about feeling it and then letting it go and deliberately choosing an emotion that feels better. To be honest, the feeling I reach for more often than not is peace. And it can come as simply as repeating This too shall pass. This too shall pass. Over and over again until I feel the disconnection kind of sloughing off. Okay, so just in case you've forgotten the question right now, in this moment, what's it going to be? Happy or crappy? I I know which way I'm going. And if you want to join me, I would love the company. Remember how we spoke of thankfulness and forgiveness as two quick tickets to peace of mind and happiness? If I remember correctly, that would have been probably episode uh, 2, 7, and 11. So go take a refresher if you'd like. I'll be here when you get back. And if that familiar equals safe scenario I mentioned a couple of minutes ago had you a bit confused, your refresher is in episode 20. Thoughts are habits, women, and habitual peace or happy gets you habitual joy and habitual grace and habitual beauty. And what you feel is what you get. 
So instead of a vicious cycle, you're in a promise loop. Remember, this is not about stuffing down your emotions and putting a smiley face on the poop. It's about feeling, letting go, and choosing something that feels better. Let's get back to living the life we came to live. Let's step into our innate and authentic power and give away the gifts we came to give the world. Oh, that's got me all excited. How about you? So tomorrow morning, before your, hit, your feet hit the, hit the floor, ask yourself, what's it going to be? Yes, it may be a tiny little question, but it really packs a big punch. That's it for today. Thanks for being here. I love that you're curious about this work. Meet me back here for another conversation next week, okay? Don't be afraid, afraid to binge listen to the other episodes. I will guarantee that you will hear different stuff each time. The universe is rather magical that way. All right. Ta for now. See you next time. Well, I hope this show rocked your world a little bit. If you want additional resources, check out the links in the show notes or at lanesmithbrown.com. Before you go, please subscribe to this podcast. It's how we get these tools into the world. And this world needs more wild women standing in their authentic power. Do that for me, will ya? Thank you.